Blog Talk Radio. Answers we did. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Movie Attic Headquarters with your host, Betty Jo Tucker, author of Confessions of a Movie Attic, right here at www.blogtalkradio.com. Hi, all you movie fans out there. This is Betty Jo Tucker thanking you for tuning in to Movie Addict Headquarters. You don't have to be a movie addict to visit here, of course. But if you are one, it's definitely the place for you, and especially today, because top Hollywood casting director Lisa London is here to talk about her terrific book, From Start to Stardom. We're very lucky that Lisa agreed to be our guest. She's discovered and or cast an impressive group of famous actors and actresses, which we'll hear about during the show. So it's my great pleasure to bring her on now. Welcome to Movie Attic Headquarters, Lisa. <laughs> Thank you so much, Betty. A pleasure to be here. Well, it's <laughs> I'm great very excited. Yeah, I am too. I mean, finally, it's it seems like we've been working a long time to uh, to get together, and I'm so glad we finally did. But you know, Lisa, we've interviewed on this show actors and directors and screenwriters and cinematographers and special effects experts and composers and dancers and singers and a media consultant. You're our very first full-fledged casting director. So I oh my God! To, well, that's I, you know, very that's, that's very exciting. <laughs> I'm happy to be is, the first. The first, yes, and and we have lots of uh, questions for you. Um, the first one is, of course, the, the simplest one, and that's uh, how did you become a casting director? What what led you to that profession? Well, I had the good fortune of growing up with my father, who's television director Jerry London, and he had direct everything from Hogan's Heroes, Partridge Family, you know, Kojak, Six Million Dollar Man, Brady Bunch, Partridge Family, and then he went on to become the king of the miniseries and directed Shogun and all these amazing miniseries. And so I got to travel all around the world with my dad, and I got to be on sets. And so I was on the set. I always was very interested in actors. I know. I was always interested in actors and their journey. And so I used to sit and talk to them and go, "How did you get successful? And what what did you do?" And I was always very interested. You know, I got to hang out with people like Richard Chamberlain and Gregory Peck and Christopher Plummer and all these amazing actors, you know, I met over the years. And I loved them, and I loved hearing about their journeys. And so that was how I got into casting because, well, what then what happened is my dad, I worked as a production assistant on a pilot that he did for Aaron Spelling called Hotel, and I got to sit in on the casting sessions, and, um, you know, I had an opinion about everybody, thinking I knew what I was talking about, and and so what happened is those casting directors, who had a very big company at the time, uh, Lynn Stallmaster and Tony Howard, they offered me a job three months later, and it was just a natural fit for me. (laughs) Oh, my gosh, that, isn't that wonderful? I mean, you were uh, lucky 
being born into a Hollywood family and then being the type of person that was interested in the work that your father was was doing. I I just think that's a that's a wonderful story and I really am so <laughs> jealous of the people that you, that you <laughs> it worked with. It was definitely and, fun. Oh, for sure. Oh my gosh, you're you're a perfect guest for Movie Addict headquarters. <laughs> you have <laughs> oh, to be you. you have to be a movie you have to be a movie addict yourself after after all of the things that you that you've gone through. Well, who are some of the stars that you've helped get cast in films or or TV roles? Uh, pick uh, some of them or list them off, and then and then tell us a few interesting stories. I I I heard you inter- interviewed on. Um, I think it was a, a YouTube clip, and I, I was just so uh, thrilled by uh, listening to the people to, to you talk about the people that you worked with. So, uh, oh, so who are some of your some of your favorites that you found work for? Well, some of the people that we either started or you know discovered or cast early in their careers are like Miley Cyrus, right? We did the pilot for Hannah Montana and for Disney oh. Channel, and for that we saw over a thousand girls all over the country. So, and she was somebody that we submitted a tape very early on, and then we had her redo it, and she ended up you know coming out to LA, and we worked with her, and so she was uh, ended up when. She she went through a number of callbacks, and she ended up getting Hannah Montana. So we just saw something in her. You know, we were like, oh, there's something about this girl that we knew was going to be a star, which is part of the thing, you know, of an eye of a casting director is being able to see that talent and that perception of what those people are going to be, you know, and what their potential is. So Miley was for sure one. We also cast um, – you know, I put uh, Jonah Hill, a funny story, oh. in one of, he'd done a movie called I Heart Huckabees, and yes. uh, he had a part in 40-Year-Old Virgin, but it hadn't come out yet, and I read him for this movie called Grandma's Boy that we were doing for Happy Madison Productions, and he wasn't right for the lead role, but I called my producer, and I said, you've got to meet this guy, he's so charming, and he's so funny, and he's so amazing, and you're going to want to put him in this movie, <laughs> so... Yeah, I said, okay, yeah, and he brought him in. He said, oh, my God, you're right, and they ended up giving him, you know, writing him a bigger part for uh, Grandma's Boy. You know, they have this part, and they expanded it, and look at Jonah now. He's gone on to have huge success. So, Even you an know, Academy the, Award nomination. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's, so, he's so great. He's such a talented guy. And then we also put, like, Giovanni Ribisi, who um, very early on I did a – Ellen DeGeneres had a show. Um, called These Friends of Mine. Um, this is way before her talk show. And Giovanni Rabisi, I remember we cast him. He came in and played a grocery store clerk in uh, an episode, in the pilot of the show. So he was like, it was like one of his very first jobs before he became successful. And he's also, quite a good actor. He's really yeah, very he's an impressive. amazing actor. And then we went on with Emma Stone. You know, Emma Stone. Oh. We cast her in House Bunny, which was one of her very early movies. And uh, Jennifer Aniston, we put in her first movie called Leprechaun, which you know I remember not, that. <laughs> yeah, not a claim to fame, but that was one of the first movies you know she got that we cast yeah. that she was in. And so yeah, those are a few. There's many more, but those are a few of them. Well. I wanted to ask uh, about uh, a couple of these that are my favorites. 
Mark Ruffalo. Oh, my goodness, he's just on a roll. Later. Yeah, he's such a talented actor. And I cast him um, in an episode very a long time ago. We did a show for Canada called Do South, and we, we would do some of the American casting. And I gave him one of his first jobs out here on that show. Well, he just uh, absolutely was the very best talk ever. <laughs> I think I, I was so surprised when I heard that Mark Ruffalo was going to be the hunk in the Avengers movie. I said, "No way, no way." No, oh, that's so funny. Yeah, he's a really good actor. I really, yeah, they're just super talented. You know, he is. I, I think he's going to to get some nominations uh, this year. He's he's done you know so much work already this year. I don't know what else is in store. And what about? Selena Gomez. Yeah, well, Selena, the funny story about Selena is she, we cast her in two pilots for the Disney Channel. Um, and this was, we did um, this pilot called Let's Stevie Thinking, and we did another pilot, and then she did Wizards of Waverly Place, which we didn't cast, and she ended up, Wizards of Waverly Place was the one that became successful and made her into becoming a star, right? But it's funny because before that, you know, Disney was keeping their eye on her, and so we had her in two pilots before that one hit. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Well, she really is a talented young lady. Yeah, for sure. And then before Smash came on TV, I had never heard of Megan Hilty. And (laughs) she did make a smash in in that. uh, That pilot for Smash I thought was made especially for me because it had everything in it that I like. Yeah, definitely. Well, Megan, you know, the funny thing is Megan, she uh, did, you know, she was on Broadway. She was doing Wicked, and she then came out to, was doing the national tour out here, and I met her and saw her at the Pantages Theater when she did Wicked, and I met her, and then this part came up on our show. We were casting Sweet Life of Zach and Cody, and we said, what about Megan Hilty? And we brought her in, and we gave her her first television job. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. It's all—it's always, you know, Betty. It's always great and rewarding when actors that I've cast go on to have such great success. You know, because I, I know feel, you're like, very, proud, you're you know, very like, involved in 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 their success, and I I admire you so much for that. And but I have to ask for my this this person is like a member of my family, Mariska Hargitay, <laughs> because I've been oh watching Law and Order. Ever since, or special victims units, I've been right. watching that. I have just loved her. Have so, uh, how did you work with her, Lisa? Well, I cast her very in one of her first jobs very early on on a series for um, Lorimar called Falcon Crest. That was one of her first jobs that she got. <laughs> oh well, so I was casting that series. Yeah, casting that series, and then I found her for the show. <laughs> Well, thank you. Thank you very, very You're much for finding, these, for finding these people. And that leads me to the next question. How do you go about finding actors? 
You know, we go about all kinds of ways. Like we right right now, we're doing a pilot for Disney Channel, and we search the country. That's what we do. We just search the country looking for talent all the time. And it doesn't necessarily mean that people have an agent or a manager. You know, you could be in theater, you could be in community theater, you could be. Uh, we found a kid for a pilot in a series we did a couple of years ago for Nickelodeon. Um, they were looking for a kid who was good at martial arts, and we found a kid out of a martial arts school named Ryan Potter. He had no acting training. Um, but, you know, he had the, he was really good at martial arts and he had a lot of charisma and, you know, he we he, we developed him and he got some uh, training and some acting coaching and lo and behold, he ended up on his first series. So you just never know where you're going to find people, but we're always searching all always over, you know, throughout the country and you just don't know where you're going to meet people. You know, you never know where you're going to find that next diamond. Well, do you set up um, sort of casting calls uh, in different cities? Is that part of how, yeah, part of like what you do? Yeah, like if we're doing a particular show, like this pilot we've been doing for Disney Channel, we send out information on what we're looking for, and we send it out to across the country. But we send it out like when we're searching for somebody new, we go to agents and managers for sure, but we also look in theater, we'll look in schools, we'll look from acting coaches, and depending on what it is, like on that situation for Nickelodeon, we put out a thing to martial arts schools so it's specific depending on what it is where we look and that's for more like movies or pilots is you know when you're doing episodic television um in la it goes so fast so we don't necessarily like put out it across the country but new people come to la all the time or and they reach out to us or we hear about people and we're like oh yeah you know we want to meet you or come out here. I mean, we, like I said, we put Megan because we saw her in the, in the theater in her first episode on, you know, Sweet Life of Zach and Cody because she happened to be here. Oh, my gosh. Well, you probably will, will have a lot of people wanting to, um, <laughs> to be with you <laughs> after they read this book that you've written that is such a terrific book this, from start to stardom. I, I just um, love it, and I like the way it's so user friendly and the uh-huh. way you have have little exercises in it and i just want to tell you how um how impressed i am with with that book and i know you have um uh, Rochelle there with you uh, Rochelle Goodrich who helped you with that with that book so maybe we'll get a chance to talk with her as we as we talk about the book but what is the main purpose why did you why did you write from start to stardom i I'm glad well, you did <laughs> Thank you. Well, the reason what happened is um, I told, you know, I like to help actors, and I really love actors, so that's the main reason that I wrote the book. That is the reason, you know. And the way it came about, so you know, is, you know, I'd been thinking about it for a while, and Rochelle, who's a very good friend of mine and who's had a lot of um, different background in theater, and she's been in production, and so she has a very eclectic background. And so what happened is I was with her, and I said one day, you know, I've been thinking about writing a book to help actors. And she goes, oh, my God, that's a great idea. And then it just took off from there, and that's how it happened. So <laughs> we just got on the bandwagon and started writing. And, it, you know, it took us a while because when you're writing a book, 
book, you obviously write it and rewrite it and edit it and change it and things come about because we added the interviews from, you know, an agent, a manager, a director, and different up-and-coming actors we added into it. And, you know, it was a really great process, and we wrote it to be user-friendly. You know, Rochelle and I talked a lot about making it like a workbook that could you could actually have exercise in it so you could do things, you know, because too many people write books that are just like a bunch of words and there's no doing this action. So that was part of our thought process behind it. Well, I'm so glad that you um, – I, I like the way you think is what I'm trying to say. Because, uh, that's, the way to, that's the way to do a book for aspiring actors and actresses. And, uh, yeah. But there's so many highlights in, in your book, and, and uh, we only have so much time. So what do you consider the most important highlights – from your book, and then what you don't cover, you might want to put Rochelle on and, and see if uh, she would like to add anything to that. So, yeah. But you're well, on Rochelle's first. on the phone. She's on the phone now. Hi. <laughs> That's Rochelle. You can hear her, right, Betty? Uh, Rochelle, uh, are you on the phone? Yes, I'm right here. That's, can you hear me? It's it's Great. a little scratchy. The sound is a, a little bit scratchy, but you can hear us okay, right? I can hear you perfectly. Oh, now, now, Rochelle, now we're hearing you. That's great. great. That's great. Well, whichever, whichever one of you would like to uh, to start first about the the highlights from the book, just go right ahead, and then the other one can chime in, and then I'll I'll ask you some some follow up questions. Great. You know, one of the most important things that we really wanted was it for it to be hands on, so that anybody from the point of learning how to get your best headshot. There's a whole chapter on it, plus a wonderful interview with a photographer, a very fine photographer here in Los Angeles. And at the end of the chapter, it's like, okay, now take your smartphone, go into your closet, and find what colors of clothes are going to be the most uh, attractive with your eyes. Because you're, yeah. we, we remind people that your picture, when, the, when, when Lisa sees these pictures of, of different artists, they're one inch big. So you want to make sure that I don't have a long shot and I see your body and I don't get to see your face. So we talk a lot about exactly how to get the best headshot and how to write a professional resume. And we really tell you hands-on, here's what you do. Here's a, you know, a thing that you can follow exactly, which will make you that much more a professional. Right. So that's one of the things. And then the other thing we really talk about a lot is about the auditioning process and how, you know, all the steps to auditioning, what a casting director looks for when you come into an audition. And we talk a lot about that. And then we talk about, you know, people always ask me, like, well, why didn't I get a callback? Or I'll get that from kids. Uh, I've been going on a lot of auditions, and I didn't get a callback, and I don't know why. And so we talk, we kind of... Get, try to expose a little bit of the myth of what goes on behind a casting director's doors. You know, so we're giving people lots of helpful hints so they can take the mystery out of it. Oh, that I, uh, that came through loud and clear to me. And I, <laughs> I was just looking at all of, the, all of these questions that get answered in this book. How do you get started as an actor? How do you make the most of your headshots and resume, which you've t- just talked about it? Not, not a resume yet. When and how do you get an agent or a manager? Which is more important, charisma or credit? 
what are the steps involved in auditioning? And you mentioned that. How do you find resources regardless of where you live? Now, that would be a problem in where, where I live. I don't live in a big city. What does a casting director look for? And, and again, you mentioned this, Lisa, why do some actors get callbacks and most uh, do not? And that question, which is more important, charisma or credits, uh, Lisa, could you share uh, a little bit of information on that? What's more important between charisma and credits? Well, when you're first starting out, for sure it's about, you know, a lot of people when they're first starting don't have a bunch of credits, right? So they might have, maybe they've done some theater in school, maybe they've done a few acting classes or some dance classes or singing classes, but really it comes down to when you come into a room, you need to show your personality and your charisma. And that is very important, you know, when you come into a room. Because, like I said, this kid, Ryan Potter, he hadn't had any acting experience. He'd done martial arts, and that's what he'd done. So part of what we saw in him was his charisma. Same with Miley. You know, she hadn't done acting. She'd been on stage, sang with her dad a couple of times, but she had no Mm -hmm. acting experience, but she had a certain charisma. You know, we could see that, and that would shine through when we saw her. You know, one of the simplest things that we talk about, even if you're going to see a casting director or if you're going in to meet an agent or manager, don't give one-word answers. Right. So you want to really walk in that room and really show your charm and be interested in that person sitting there. And when they say to you, so have you had a good day? You don't just say, yeah. You tell them, oh, I did this this morning, and I found out that I knew this song, and I learned a thing. And, you know, you show that you're interested and that you're dynamic and that you're, you want to be there, and it's going to be the most fun you've ever had. And so we really encourage kids to bring out that side of their personality. I, we had a wonderful story of someone who read the book, and she told her son that little simple thing, and he went in and he met, his a, met a potential agent first time ever. And he just completely wowed the whole room. She was shocked. And, of course, he got an agent. <laughs> he showed his charm. Right. He was so excited to be there, he let them know how excited he was. And that really doesn't oh. work for a person. Yeah, and that you know, is such I just want good advice, Rochelle. Go ahead. Yeah, Rochelle. and I wanted to say on top of that too is when we talk about charisma and your personality, we're talking about though being yourself, right? Being natural. We're yes. not talking about being phony or fake or you know what I'm saying. So you come in and you're you show your personality by being yourself. Yeah, you're not coming exactly. in to do a stand-up routine. You're not trying to, you know, <laughs> uh, shuffle off the buffalo. You're just trying to be. <laughs> as dynamic as you can be and being excited from yourself, and that will show up, you know. I I think that's good advice. If I were going in for an audition, I probably would shuffle off to Buffalo because I've been a dancer so much of my life. <laughs> <laughs> that's if you're auditioning for for a, a dance part. That would be that would be all right, yes. I guess. But uh, well, I heard you mention Lisa uh, in the re- interview that I uh, listened to on uh, YouTube. I heard you mention the importance of homework. Right, and doing your research, definitely. That's, a, yeah. that's one of the definite steps to auditioning is what kind of show are you going on. You know, you can, in this day and age, you can find out everything by Googling it. So if it's a television show and you haven't seen it, what do you do? You Google it. 
you, you find out who's who's in it, who's directing it, who's producing it. If it's a movie and it's a something, obviously it's a movie, Gary Marshall's doing a movie, well, and you go, oh, I don't know Gary Marshall's work. Well, what do you do? You do your homework. You look him up. You see his movies. You watch some of them because it's your, the more you know, the better you do. And I always say knowledge is power. So if you have done your homework and your research, you are going to do better in your audition. Oh yes, there's no doubt about that. And um, while we're before we forget, uh, and time gets away from us, we need to tell our listeners where they can uh, can get uh, this book from start to stardom. So, Lisa, do you want to tell a little bit about your website and uh, a little bit about uh, where where the book can be uh, ordered? Right. Well, you can get the you can go to our website, which is from start to stardom dot com. And uh, we have lots of information on our site, and that will direct you where to buy the book. We can, and we can also go to Amazon.com and get it there. And if you live in Los Angeles, we also sell them at Samuel French Bookstore. But also, if you go to the website and you have a question right. that you would like Lisa to answer, there's a place to ask Lisa. So you can get a very personalized answer back from her, even though I must say that I would say that about 95% of the questions that we get, they're all answered in the book. So it's almost like, yes, just buy the book because you will really enjoy the read and you will come to understand what is the business of this show business. Right. We get asked a lot, Betty, like, how do I get started? (laughs) That's what we get. And it says in the book. Right, and I love the website. There's, uh, I think it's it's um, fun to visit there. I like the pictures, Lisa, that you've included. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you know, it was very fun to show part of my growing up and with those different actors, and you know, so people go, "Wow, you know, <laughs> this is." It was uh, just part of my the, life. Sitting on, uh, on, the, is it? Uh, Gregory Peck's lap, or is it uh, whose lap were you sitting on in one of those pictures? I, that that re- that really was fun to see. I don't know. I, I can't. I don't remember if it was Lee Majors or one of those guys. I think it was Lee. <laughs> but there was pictures and, and of me you, with Gregory Peck and Christopher Plummer. Yeah. Oh, it's it's just fun to go over to that site, and um, whoever has done the site for you is, has has done a, a beautiful job there. And I, you know, we're just going to take a few minutes to um, do a, a couple of commercials. And okay, while, great. Uh, while we're doing this, you're, you're going to have to turn your, your uh, audio down just a, a little bit, and then we'll come back and we'll uh, find out what, uh, what the life of a casting director is like. So you can be thinking about that while we're listening to these commercials. Okay. Okay, great. Hi, comedian Nancy Lombardo here, host of Comedy Concepts, Blog Talk Radio. And when I need my movie fix, you'll know where I'll be found. That's right, every Tuesday at 4 p.m., listening to Betty Jo Tucker on Movie Attic Headquarters, Blog Talk Radio. Show me the funny, Betty, show me the funny. You're listening to Movie Attic Headquarters with your host, Betty Jo Tucker. She's the real deal in what's happening on film. And if you're not real careful, you might hear the confessions of a movie addict 
So get your popcorn and stay right there in your seat for Movie Addict Headquarters. And now, back to our feature. Thanks so much, Nancy and Steve, for those amusing promos. And, dear listeners, be sure to check out Nancy's very funny comedy concept show right here on Blog Talk Radio each Monday and Friday morning at 10.30 Eastern Time. Um, If you listen to Nancy, you'll be addicted to comedy concepts just like I am, um, uh, almost as much as I'm a movie addict. And check out Steve Mendoza's entertaining shows on DreamStream Radio. And you know another entertaining show on that channel is the Mom and Pop Shop show hosted by Mr. Showbiz himself, George Bettinger and his lovely wife, Loretta Amato Bettinger. Check it out on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. And don't forget about all the diverse shows on the Wacko Network here on Blog Talk Radio. There are too many to mention, but rest assured, there's something for everybody. And now, Lisa, we want to find out uh, some of your um, feelings about being a casting director. Uh, what's the most important, um, the most thing you enjoy the most about being a casting director? Well, what I love the most is discovering new talent and putting together a great ensemble of actors. That's just the most fun as a casting director. Like when we did House Bunny, put together such a great cast, you know, Emma Stone and Kat Dennings. Anna Ferris was in the project, and she's in it, and then Emma Stone, obviously. But all of those people go on to have huge success. So putting together a great ensemble is what, you know, is the most fun, and finding new talent for sure. And I, uh, that, as I said before, does come through loud and clear in the book and in talking, talking with you. But what's your biggest challenge as a casting director? I think our biggest challenge as casting directors is, you know, is convincing, sometimes convincing the producers or the studio heads or the networks, you know, when we see potential in a girl or an actor or whoever it is, it's convincing them. Sometimes they don't see it, and you have to enlighten them to to see what we see. You know? Hello? Hi. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Did oh, you hear good. What I, said? I thought I had a little. I thought I had a. No, no. Was, was cut off. So thanks. Yes. Well. Yeah, um, and sometimes I, we have to convince them to take a chance. You know, they don't always see it, but we have a pretty good percentage of being right. So that's the good thing. I guess so. When you look at the, <laughs> at the people people that you you worked with, you you really do have an eye for um, for doing the, the casting. And and I wanted to ask uh, Rochelle, uh, what um, you've had a theatrical background. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, about your theatrical background? You know, I started out uh, as an actress, and I really loved acting, but I was working with a teacher named Milton Katselis at the Beverly Hills Playhouse here in Los Angeles, and I started to help him in his office, and I quickly found that much as I liked acting, and I still really love uh, the process of acting and taking a character and that time on stage, but the real power to me was backstage. So I worked with him uh, with Elizabeth Taylor and Richard Burton on Broadway and on lots of other shows. 
So it was very exciting to me to be part of the production side and to really help all those elements come together because producers are usually really problem solvers, and that really appealed to me. Oh, and that I think that would be a lot, a lot of fun, too. And I, I, I imagine you had contact with, with a number of uh, uh, big stars because a lot of uh, Hollywood stars do shows on Broadway, uh, and a yes, lot of people that are on Broadway right. become yeah. Hollywood stars. Uh, are there well, any that you days. had some interesting experiences with? Well, I used to have to go every morning and teach Elizabeth Taylor her lines. <laughs> and that was always exciting because uh, she didn't like to learn them, you know. But it's um, – I've worked with all kinds of people, and, you know, it's really amazing the, the process of watching a show come together and watching how different people approach the work and who are really willing to do the work. And uh, so I can't think of anybody right now. I mean, I, I cast River Phoenix, and I cast – Joaquin Phoenix, in the first thing he ever did, I think he was nine years old, it was a, uh after-school special on dyslexia, and I had cast River, his brother, and then he came in, and the guy in the show had a little brother, and I read Joaquin, who at the time, his name was Leaf, and he was brilliant. So even at a very young age, at like nine, eight, nine years old, you could tell that this child was just a phenomenal actor. So that was very exciting to see and, you know, give him a shot and then watch the show develop from there, even though it was just a little after-school special. You never know where you're going to get your start, you know, whether exactly. it's a commercial or, uh, uh, you know, an industrial or whatever. Well, how do you feel about you've uh, worked with uh, Lisa on the book? Mm-hmm. And uh, you've done, you've had your share of experience in helping people get cast or work after they're cast. And mm-hmm. um, how do you, how do you feel Lisa's doing as a casting director? I tell you, when I watch Lisa work, and I've sat in on many sessions with her, it is just remarkable because she sees things in people that I sure didn't necessarily see. So it's very exciting to watch her and her years of experience. And what she how she knows how to really redirect somebody to sort of get them to really get in that moment and make that moment, and uh, she's really a very talented casting director. And I I love watching her work and I love working with her. We have a really wonderfully a really good time and it's a really fun partnership. So I have a lot of admiration for Lisa. As a, well, as a well said, well said. And friend. Lisa, how did yes. how did you and Rochelle uh, meet? Ha <laughs> ha. We actually have met um like 25 years ago now, right? Rochelle, yeah. I said we met through funny enough. Uh my ex-husband was a very good friend of Rochelle's. <laughs> so that's how we met. <laughs> oh my god. You know, gosh. and we became well, fast I'm glad friends. You did. Yeah, and the dynamic the, the dynamic duo in terms of the in, in terms of the book and and speaking of books, I'm just going to take a few minutes because Movie Attic Headquarters is celebrating its seventh anniversary on Blog Talk Radio. And um, last week we had our anniversary show and we started a book giveaway drawing. So I wanted, to, and uh, the deadline for that is August 1st. So I wanted to just mention to people who are listening to this show and missed last week, I want to um, list the, the four books 
that we're giving uh, giving away in this drawing. The first one is Me and Orson Welles by Robert Kaplow. The second is Hollywood or Bust by Susan Marg. And uh, this is the subtitle of that uh, book, Movie Stars Dish on Following Their Dreams, Making It Big, and Surviving in Tinseltown. The third book is uh, My Amusing Life at the Movies and uh, Memoir, Confessions of a Movie Addict. The fourth one is It Had to Be Us, which is the little uh, award-winning memoir that my husband and I uh, co-wrote and which is now in the early stages of film development. Now, to participate in this drawing, and Lisa and Rochelle, you're eligible to participate in the drawing. Mm -hmm. You just send me an email at realtalk, that's R-E-E-L-T-A-L-K, at comcast.net, and all you have to do is put book drawing in the subject line. And don't forget, the headline is Friday, August 1st, and of course that's 2014. And now I'm wondering, Lisa, is there anything else you would like to add about being a casting director or about your book, From Start to Stardom? Um, well, I would say that I hope that all the aspiring actors out there buy the book. Um, it's a really easy read, very simple, and um, the, it's never too late. If it's your passion, you have to go for it. You know, there are many things that could take you years to learn in this business, and we've laid it all out for you in this simple book. And we wrote it from the heart, and we get daily feedback from artists of all ages thanking us for helping them to understand what the business is all about. And I love, you know, rooting for actors and people of talent, and I'm always glad to hear from our readers. Well, do you mean that even a senior citizen might be interested in um, uh, in being cast in a in a movie or a TV show? Correct. Well, that's true. Like, look at June Squibb. I mean, she was 84 and you know nominated for an Oscar. So you just never know. <laughs> you never know when that's going to happen. Were Betty? Were we going to take calls or from readers? Well, or, yes, uh, but there uh, listeners right now. There aren't there aren't any calls. But as I mentioned to you, we have been um, having a little bit of technical difficulty oh, here yeah, at the blog talk radio. Uh, but um, I was wondering if Rochelle had any other uh, anything else that she would like to add. You know, the only thing I would add is it, it's, it's never too late. That's the beauty of acting. You can pick it up at any time in, in your in a, in a life. And so many people, they do things to get by, to support their families, uh, things that their families wanted them to do to become, uh, you know, they do them for 20, 30 years, and then they kind of go, well, what else is there? And the beauty of the entertainment industry is that you can become an actor, you can create in this way no matter how old you are and that is a a wonderful aspect and this book would help anybody who had decided to pick it up at any point in their life to uh, to encourage you it's hands-on it's easy to read and there's something there for everyone so I would have to say also just go for it don't be afraid don't let what you know your neighbors might think of you I have a very dear friend who didn't even start acting until she was in her 60s and she is having the time of her life you know and she's doing improv and she's going on to classes and she's doing student films because they always need either an older mother or a grandma or a bag lady whatever and she is so thrilled 
be having this creative outlet at this stage of her life. So it's very exciting to see, you know, people pick it up at any point. Right. That is very inspiring Inspiring to me. I, I like that very much. And do you know um, what, ladies, we probably should just take a couple of minutes and mention something about uh, James Garner. I feel so sad about his uh, passing. I thought he was so watchable on the big or small <clears throat> screen. And although he, he delivered my favorite performance in Murphy's Romance, Many other movies come to mind, The Notebook, Maverick, My Fellow right. Americans, The Great Escape. And of what course about the Rockford... a television show, Rockford Files, which my yeah, father classic. directed, and I met him, and he's an amazing man. And uh, he's, he, was in a very, he was a very gracious human being. He had a beautiful he career just... and a beautiful life, you know. Yeah. I mean, really, this is a guy who spanned decades uh, with his talent, and... Uh, what more can you want? What a beautiful way to uh, to have a life, you know. That's doing that's what you right. love. That's right, and he 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 left us so so many wonderful performances to remember him by, and our condolences to his family, uh, fans, sure. and Absolutely. and uh, friends. Well, I see our time is almost up. So this is Betty Jo Tucker giving a big shout-out to Lisa London and Rochelle Goodrich for being such enlightening and entertaining guests today. And right. to Nikki Starr, our producer, who, who couldn't be here, but she, well, she wanted me to, uh, to, to tell everybody that she's, uh, she's hoping that she'll be back next week. She does so much to make Movie Attic Headquarters happen. And thanks to the folks at Blog Talk Radio for their support and our chatters and other listeners for tuning in. We hope everyone enjoyed the show. Please come back next time to hear Kyle Olson talk about his inspiring documentary, Letters to Ashley, and please have a box of tissues uh, ready when you listen to that show. In the meantime, you, don't you forget hey. to check out our film, film reviews at realtalkreviews.com. That's R-E-E-L, realtalkreviews.com. Now, Lisa, I have a, and uh, Rochelle, too, I have some outro music for you, but did you have something else that you'd like to say, Lisa? <laughs> I just wanted to say thank you very much, Betty. And, again, anybody who wants to get the book, please go to fromstarttostardom.com or amazon.com and uh, get a copy. Or if you live in L.A., get it from Samuel French Bookstore. And we look forward to hearing from everybody. I hope that, that uh, you'll, you'll uh, get some of our listeners, many of our listeners, to take you up on that, Lisa. Well, that's <laughs> all for now, folks. And in honor of our guest today, Hollywood casting director, Lisa London, here's my favorite version of, you guessed it, Hooray for Hollywood. <laughs>